Hey guys, welcome back to the Apostolic Spark. Thank you so much for checking out our last few episodes. If you guys want to check out our other episodes, you can check them out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Red Circle, and also our website. Without further ado, here's part three of Submission to God. I, I look at, um, and going back to the, the falling thing, Yeah, I look at Romans, because uh, that's, that's very pivotal in explaining uh, the human condition. Yeah, it really um, If you read what uh, Paul writes in it, uh, he explains, you know, like, I, I try to do good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I try, I'm trying to do good, but I'm messing up. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm messing up. And if you read throughout, you know, I, I believe six, seven, eight, those are very, very kind of core ones that we all reference when we talk about the, the, the sinful condition of man mm-hmm. is that he answers his own question. Right. He answers that question. He says the answer, and it's the most cheesiest answer we all give, which the answer to the world is Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, it is the answer. Let, let's right. just be, be honest. He is the answer. Yeah. To all of our situation. But you have to think, what is he? What he meant by that? Right. You know, he goes on to explain talking about walking in the spirit. Right. In order to walk in the spirit, there's a prerequisite. Right. There's something you gotta do beforehand. Right. You know, if you read the scripture, it says to uh, lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily besets you. Mm-hmm. That means you gotta put that away. Right. Right. That doesn't mean, oh, I'm just gonna, I get to altar. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay this here. Right. And then the second the service over and pastor stops preaching, mm-hmm. we have our little altar call. Yep. I'm gonna come by and I'm gonna pick this up because you know I wanna I wanna keep this with me because I like this. Right. You know, it's it's it's, it's some. You know, you got your favorite TV show. If you can't handle your favorite TV show, I'm sorry, yeah, leave it at that altar. Yep. If it's taking time time away from your prayer, from right. your fasting, right. from your your relationship Agreed. Agreed. with God, I'm sorry, yeah, lay it down. I'm not against streaming. I'm not against gaming. I'm not Neither against any of them. But the second that it becomes a problem, it becomes an you idol. Get rid of it. Yep. So your your next prerequisite after that, after you get rid of that, is you gotta have that. You gotta have the spirit. You gotta have your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You know, we say the term walking. I remember I asked you not too long ago, "What does walking in the spirit mean?" And, and it I, throws you and for I a loop could not answer. because you think walking in the spirit, and you immediately like you hear those words. You don't think right that it's as simple as it is. Yeah. It's your life for Christ. Right. The only difference, though, is that you're completely submitted to God. Right. The moment that people can get rid of that flesh, mm-hmm. you know, the moment that people can really submit to God, I can tell you your relationship with God, like you said, it just comes alive. Right. All of a sudden, you go from feeling like you're talking to the air to you sit down He's and you right feel there. him right He's there. He's right there. Right there. Uh, like when I read the, when I read scriptures now, um, it's it's like as if and I, I explained this to you mm-hmm. uh, when we were talking uh, that it's like I know what's going I can feel what's going on right right you know it's almost as if it comes alive like right. if you're sitting down and imagine being blind Bartimaeus you can't see anything yeah. right but you can hear right you hear people talking about you ridiculing you throwing stuff at you but you have those kind samaritans coming by giving you stuff mm-hmm. and you hear, smell smells of spices and interesting different types of food and stuff and you hear that jesus is coming right and you've heard all throughout those weeks that this guy can heal this guy can restore this guy right. can say you know you hear this stuff you could almost sense the welling up of faith Knowing inside faith, of our also like 
for him to cry out, right. for him to say, hey, have mercy on me. Right. You know, Cause he, to, to, to fix his problem. Right. And even then, in that moment, I guarantee you, there was a sliver of doubt in his mind. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, still in the back of his head. Right. What if he doesn't heal me? Right. What if I'm stuck with it? Because if you know about back then, their culture was if you were born with a defect, that meant that somebody sinned. Right. In their eyes, they immediately thought that maybe his parents sinned or maybe right. he sinned right. or something like that. You know, but he was born with it. Right. He was born blind. Right. That's all he knew. But because he said, I submit to God, mm-hmm. you know, I'm in complete submission to you. Mm-hmm. He received his sight. Yes, he did. You notice Jesus didn't go to the people that were full of themselves, right. like the Pharisees and Sadducees. He actually spent most of his time tearing them down. Actually, he did, yeah. And correcting them. Right. He went to the people that were broken. Mm-hmm. The people that needed him. But here's the you here's know. the thing about the blind Bartimaeus thing is that if you notice that like when you read the story and stuff like that, God, you know Jesus, he didn't walk over to him. No, 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 he called him. Yep, he did not go straight there. He said, yeah. "Come here." Because here's the thing, because uh, I was because how else he was he just had the he, all he heard was a call. Yep, a that call. was it. He heard the voice That's and that was all it. he had, and he went to it. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that you also notice too is that you also had I think it was the apostles that were with him too at the time and like other people that were following him they basically were like because he kept shouting you know um you know uh jesus have something oh, yeah. have mercy on me everybody's everybody like shut up, sh- shut up shut up Come you know on, this man. is yeah. jesus you know she's quiet but at the same time he's like no this is my chance you know this yeah. is my chance but not only that but the second he heard the voice of, of jesus god. yeah you, the voice of know. god he said okay I submit straight to yeah, you. Because this is very reminiscent of when, when uh, they're talking about that the sheep knows the shepherd's mm-hmm. voice. Yep. You know, you know the presence of God when you're yeah. in it. You know if something's off. Oh, yeah. You know, you know that feeling of the presence of God versus something's not right here. It's that discernment. You know, you know when it's God calling you and yep. it's not. Yep. And the, the hard part about, uh, for a lot of people, is understanding the cost right a lot of people count it you count the cost yeah you count well you know i might not enjoy this as much anymore i I can't listen to my favorite music anymore i can't do this i'm i'm sorry i now after you know really kind of going to the bible kind of looking at it and and i theme everything in the bible as love ultimately i look at it as this god came down to this earth right Wrapped himself in flesh. Right. Taught us. Mm-hmm. You know, was was on this earth. Blessed us for 33, uh, in, in 33 years and some odd days. And started his church. Right. You know. Died on a cross mm-hmm. for our sins. Right. Covered all of our sins. Yep. All right. Past like, and future. We couldn't pay for this. Yeah. He did it himself. Yeah. He did not have to. Right. At all. Mm-hmm. So anything that God asked me to do, it's a reasonable service. It is. Because actually, I was thinking, I just started thinking about this. Here's the thing. When you really look at it, and you really just break it down at the core of it, and you know, you know, we're talking about submitting to God and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, though. Like we said, you just want a relationship. Okay. Yep. And there's, yes, there's some stuff you have to get rid of. There's some stuff you have to moderate and stuff like that and all yeah. that. But not only that, but here's the thing. If you look at it 
at the core base of it after you know you get the holy ghost you get baptized and you repent you, you repent daily you die as who was it that said peter paul i one of them just, just so yeah, yeah, daily, yeah you yeah. die daily. you know he one of the one of the apostles says you know i die daily mm -hmm. you know but not only that but having that relationship if you really look at it and you break it all the way down that's not asking for much. You're going to have bad your, days. Your rough days. You're yeah. going to have your days where it's hard to pray. Right. Yeah. Those days where it's hard to fast. It's hard to, you know, praise and worship God. Right. And, but what he's asking for you to do. It's not much. If you think about it. Like if Jesus was asked to preach a sermon. Right. Which, is, you know, obviously he's done yeah. quite a few messages. But if he was asked to preach a sermon mm -hmm. and that's all he had to do. Right. That's a reasonable service compared exactly. to dying on a cross. Right. Crucifixion was one of the worst. Actually, I believe it was the worst way to die compared to anything else. Because he literally died. If you, if you look at it medically, mm -hmm. in medical terms, I was looking at stuff, I was reading an article about it. He literally died of a broken heart. The reason he died was because of his heart, basically, right. not being able to withstand what was going on. Right. Because it's, it is his creation going against him. He was taking the very on thing that he loved. He was taking on, I mean, every single sin that was committed. Right. Past, he was feeling the weight and future of all of that on right. his shoulders all at once. Yeah. And so now I can't read the crucifixion the same story. Way. I can't legitimately talk about or read it without honestly tearing up, knowing how he actually died. Right. Because. If you look at it from the sense of when he first prayed, from the moment he was praying in the garden, right? When he's asking the man Christ Jesus, right? right. The humanity of Christ. We got to understand the dual nature, right? First, the duality. but the man is pleading to God, "Let this cup pass from me." But you notice in his submission to God, in his true mm. relation, you know, because we forget about the man Christ Jesus. We automatically we think forget, yeah. God. We automatically right. think Jesus is God. We forget about the flesh part. Right. The flesh was crying out, I don't want to die. I don't want to do this. Well, let's be honest. So I mean, nobody, know, nobody wants to die. If you were told to do that, would you be able to go through with that? No. Because I doubt. I, no. I doubt I'd no. go there. No. So he had to not only say those words, I don't want to. But he also had to say, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Right. Imagine that moment. You know that you have to do that. Mm -hmm. For him, you know, I guarantee you, loved everyone that he was with. Mm -hmm. I guarantee if he could have spent even just another month with them, yeah, he would have did it. Yeah. Now, obviously, he came back, walked and talked with them. But that... That wasn't the same. No. You know, he was in spirit form. He wasn't able to really touch them. Really, you know, hold his mom again. You know, you, you those things that we take for granted. Right. You know, uh, and it, so I look at the creation, sto creation story differently. I look at uh, Jesus's life, his walks, walks with the apostles and his message. I look at all of it differently because he knew mm -hmm. from the very beginning mm -hmm. that he was here to die. Right. I mean, I guarantee you, he could have, would have loved to be a king. Yeah. I guarantee you, he would have loved to live kind of more of a longer lifestyle, probably right. die in his 60s, you know, after he's kind of been through the ringer and stuff. Yeah. But he wasn't, that that's, wasn't that's the plan. That's not what the plan was, no. You know? And 
so ultimately, when, like, if you're asked to sing, or if you're asked to uh, preach, or if you're asked to do something as simple as cleaning the church, that is a reasonable mm-hmm. service compared to Everything dying on yeah. a cross yeah. for the sins of the world. Because if you think about it, had he not done that, had he not even came, there's no salvation for us. Nope. There's no salvation. It could have been had any of us. Not, it could have been any of had us. Had he that not had fulfilled it. the law right. for us, uh, the reference to that is Matthew 5, 17. But had he not fulfilled the law for us, mm-hmm. there's no salvation. Nope. You know, it, there's no way we would get into heaven. There would be no imaginable way that somebody, even with the Spirit of God residing in them, would not sin. You could have, and I'll tell you, you could get the Holy Ghost the second you're born. Mm -hmm. That doesn't change your flesh. Yep. Because you're still going to deal with all that stuff. Your flesh is still going to want what it wants. Right. In the expectancy, if if you talk about like certain sins, the expectancy is to not even hate your brother. Right. Before it was don't kill him. Right. But now don't hate him. Right. Don't even don't even despise him. Why? Because hatred can lead to murder. Yep. It, it says to not look upon a woman to lust. Right. Beforehand, it doesn't say it. It just says mm-hmm. not to commit adultery. Right. Don't do that. But you can't even look upon her lust because it's going to you're going to uh, commit adultery with her in your heart. Right. And then that means like maybe you do get in a bad situation. Right. Maybe she does, you know, do some some sketchy stuff. You end up in a bad yeah. situation. Next thing you know, you messed up. Mm-hmm. You broke a relationship yep. up. You broke a family up. You right. got some kid born out of a dog. However it ends, right. it's still real. You're right. still going to feel that. So for me, it's it's reasonable. Yeah, it I is. mean, it, honestly, if we, if we really want to say the worst thing that you could do as a as an as as an apostolic. The worst thing for us, most likely, is just public stuff. Right. You know, but, it's but, going out and, 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 and trying to teach in public. That's probably the hardest thing we got to do, you know. Right. But the other thing is that we also still have to hold ourselves to that standard. But that's aside from the point. Yeah. But like, you know, like you said, like, um, the stuff we take for granted because, yeah, he wanted to, you know, he couldn't hug his mom again and stuff yeah. like that. But not only that, but if you really think about it and stuff like that, and we've talked about this before and all that, people that grew up in church, and I'm talking about myself, but there's other people too. Yeah. That, and I'll be honest, I have noticed it a lot. I'm not saying specifically where, but I also noticed that the majority of the people that do end up leaving the church, majority of them are, you know, people that, you know, grew up in the church. But at the same time, it's, if you really look at it, it's because we take the very basic things for granted you know mm-hmm. and and we're not some 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 people stay and some people actually get that lesson of yeah you have to be submitted to god but some people have to go through the fire like how i did to to get to that point because for me i i didn't grow up in the church right you know i, I came to church uh i was 11 um so i was learning all this stuff i had to figure out all of that stuff you know right. i didn't really care about holiness standards i didn't really care about worship or praise or anything i was just out of church you know and i can tell you that i've met and i was i was fortunate enough to um to participate in a lot of stuff but um i've met a lot of people who are 
second generation apostolic, third right. generation apostolic, or whatever. Um, and I've learned there's there's quite a few of them, and I'm and, and I'm worried that this is becoming a thing in our movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that there's quite a few people who are they're apostolic, but they're apostolic by tradition right. and not by relation right. to God. Right. I, I think that there is a lot of people, honestly, that they live for God just because my mom or dad believes in, mm-hmm. you know, you could ask any, it, it's fine if you're 10 years old. Right. And someone asks you, well, why you go to church? Well, my mom and dad believes it. That's fine. Yeah. But if you're but like, if, if, if you're if, like the second you become 11, 12, 13, right. 14, you know, uh, that's when it becomes concerning. Yeah. Are you really living for God? Yeah, Are you hiding I mean, behind your dad's anointing? Right. You're not only anointing. that. But, you know, yeah, but not only that, but like, uh, there's other things too. It's like, um, yeah, you could be like, oh yeah, I'm apostolic stuff like that. But at the same time, like this again, just to clarify, we're not knocking against each other. Yeah, but yeah, this is more like this is general conversation. Cause this is basically we've seen like, some some things that it, it's a little bit alarming, and yeah, and we all have to admit that we've seen it. It's it's true in almost every movement. Mm-hmm. I actually. I'm not going to say almost every movement. I could say every single movement. Right. You could ask anyone. There's people that have doubts. That's okay. Yeah. We all have doubts. But we all have to make sure, like, if you believe something, mm-hmm. you got you to gotta live it. Right. You know. But here's the thing, like, like I was going on a point, is that some some of the apostolics, like, I, I have noticed and stuff like that, obviously, I ain't calling out anybody because, you know. Yeah. That's a little mean, but that's such yeah. a point. But, um... <laughs> I have noticed it's I'll like, call myself it's out. like, it's like, yeah, you come to church. Say yeah. you're in the youth. Okay. Yeah. You come to church. All right. You met me. You were like, ah, oh, this guy's pretty cool and stuff like that. But at the same time, you learn very quickly how I act and stuff. Mm-hmm. I could have one foot here and one foot in the world. Yep. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. But here's the thing. They take it for granted. And that is all for this episode of our series, Submission to God. Don't forget to check us out on our Instagram and our Facebook pages. And don't forget to share these episodes with friends and family. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.